morning, people, and welcome to another episode of Market Friday. This is your host, Intom Yomzulu, up here with Guamanda. I am here, I am ready, and I have exciting, exciting news. And you know, in the last couple of weeks, it's been a bit hectic because of the coronavirus, which has caused a variety of states to systematically shut down. When other times are dark, we're pushing through, we're developing ourselves and branching into new territory. And since we're dragon slayers, why not you guys? The art still exists and it is our time to seize the day. As always, I'm bringing you the best and what is better between a collaboration between Market Friday and Enactus UKZN. Yes, you heard it right. One of the many universities Enactus is situated in is right here in South Africa at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. Now, Enactus is one of the world's largest non-profit experimental learning platforms dedicated to creating a better world while developing the next generation of entrepreneurial leaders and social innovators. And did they cultivate the next generation of entrepreneurial leaders? Oh yes, they did. Today, I'll be interviewing one of the brightest minds. He was born and bred in Mbalenta Secunda and joined the Enactus team a few years back. The team and his resilient personality pushed him to open up his own business and today he's here to share with us his amazing journey. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Mr. Jabulani Michael Niembe. He is the founder and managing director of Clinalytics, a healthcare startup. He holds a medical science degree from the University of Pretoria and is currently a business science student at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. He is a formal clinical doctor analyst, project manager, and current executive finance officer for Enactus UKZN. Above being a University of Pretoria alumnus, he is also a One Young World ambassador and a Tony Elumelu Foundation alumnus. Now his bio holds no grounds, guys, so let's meet the man in question. Welcome to Market Friday, Jablani. It's very good to have you. Greetings, greetings, greetings to all the listeners of Market Friday. I'm very thrilled to be here and to be part of the series. But above all, I'm very, very much honored. Thank you so much for inviting me for this part of the series. I look forward to quite an engagement and perhaps I can learn more and people can get to know more about what we do as Clinalytics and who am I as Jablani Yambe. Jablani, I know that a few listeners of ours are very interested as to what Kinalytics is as we're facing this crisis. So can you briefly explain what Kinalytics is and what you guys do? So Kinalytics is a healthcare technology startup that I've been uh, working on. It started as an idea back in 2017 when I was working. So the goal of what we're trying to achieve here is to empower healthcare professionals through technology so as to enable them to be able to provide world-class healthcare services within Africa, within the context of townships, here city centers, rural areas, through the power of technology. The way we go about doing that, currently we have two main offerings as a company. We're helping our doctors in private practice and other healthcare practitioners with our business consulting services. Most healthcare professionals usually find it very difficult to operate their practices as business 
because they have so much as medical training but not business expertise and therefore the business usually suffers and then at the end of the day it's the patient that will bear the result of those so we assist them in making sure that they can run profitable businesses that can be able to scale and provide more services to the patients or in this case our communities secondly which is the core of our offering is a software called meditata Meditata is a patient management record software. It allows healthcare professionals to create, store, and analyze patient medical records. So those three things, create, store, and analyze patient medical records. It's web-based, therefore they can access it whether on the phone, tablet, PC, or any other smartphone or technological device. So they can access it from anywhere from their home, from their practice. It's cloud-based, therefore the data is also available all the time. They simply log in, it's user-friendly, it allows them within seconds to be able to see a patient's medical records, which would take minutes using paper-based filing, trying to assist them to be able to make data-driven diagnosis. At the end of the day, the patients have to benefit. So uh, briefly, that's what Clinalytics is, and our journey has been quite interesting so far. I don't know about you guys, but I'm definitely interested. So again, Jablani, why are you in this business and specifically this type of business above everything else? I mean, you could have chosen anything. Why am I in this type of a business? Thank you so much for that question. So I have a medical background, having studied uh, medical science. So a medical science background at the University of Pretoria. But there is quite a long story to it, to keep it short. While I was in university, my mother had a heart attack, which we found it was a complication of a condition that she already had, which was hypertension, but it was not well managed, not well looked after. Therefore, it led to the complication of heart attack. She survived, though, fortunately. Then when I was working in 2017 as a clinical data analyst, I had a colleague who unfortunately died uh, at a place of work in front of us and uh, because of a complication from uh, a condition she had of high cholesterol so that's when i realized that if all these chronic conditions can be well monitored there could be less complications that there if you look at the statistics in south africa uh, amongst the top five causes of natural death you'll find diabetes you'll find heart condition hypertension and other forms of heart disease these are conditions that cannot be cured but have to be managed over a lifelong uh, term so that's the difficulty that we're facing as a country and with high scale of hiv and aids combined with tb using paper filing it's very difficult to keep track uh, of all the medical records of the patient the blood tests that they had um, paper files are easily lost so that's when i realized that we can be able to bridge this gap to be able to well monitor patients who have such conditions what if we had a software that allows healthcare professionals within seconds to be able to identify their previous history to know what to focus on when they're treating a patient this time within seconds for a doctor to be able to see the last patient results what was their pp last time what was their blood sugar last time how many lives could be saved even economic wise when people have such complications they have to go to hospitals if they go to private hospitals it's expensive able to save them costs by trying to preserve their life by treating them well 
making data-driven diagnosis, you can be able to extend their lives by a couple of years, quality of life, by being able to access their patient medical records and make decisions at such a high speed and being able to see as a doctor many more patients and help them. So that's why I'm in this type of business. So combined with my background knowledge in medical science and my, I would say, passion and love for the business world and innovation, so that combination led me to where I am today and I haven't looked back since. It's a problem I'm very passionate about working on it motivates me the difficult times that we face but working on such a problem that i know firsthand as a person keeps me motivated and to look forward no matter the obstacles you face so that's why i'm in this type of business well you're living proof that people with great passion make the impossible happen so chablani when you start a business a business such as clinalytics what was step one because a lot of people want to know how you start a business this type of question is quite difficult to answer but to help those listening who might have an idea i'll try to be quite um descriptive as possible so i had this idea in 2017 i studied research on what was currently happening in the sector what are the alternatives that other doctors are using within the country there are doctors who are using several softwares how do they work how do they feel about such softwares so that's the research part of it it took me quite a while in 2018, I enrolled at the University of Oslo in This type of research continued, so I was able to now see doctors in another city because before I was in another province, then I moved to KZN in 2018. Engage with several doctors to find out the problems that they are facing with whatever solution they are using currently, whether it's paper filing or they're using a certain software. So that was the first step, research. And then the second step was now the solution that I'm proposing, how should it look? How should it work? I don't have any deep uh, technical computer uh, science skills such as programming or software development, but I knew with the system how it's supposed to look like, how it's supposed to work. I knew the system in the setting of a uh, clinical institution how the clinical institution runs and how it's supposed to fit in. So that was part of the uh, solution that I knew very well. So I knew that I'm going to need people who are going to help with the development of the software. So I was then able to describe the software in writing, how it's supposed to be, what is it supposed to do. So I, excuse me, doing some research on who can be able to assist in such, how much would they charge, can I get someone who can do it internally, so it was all those uh, back and forth and I saw that it was going to be quite expensive to be able to uh, get a minimum viable product. So in check that's why we have quite a minimum viable product. So if, it, if it's a software that has the most minimal number of features, you just want to test it. So you're not supposed to design the whole thing and then you find out that the market does not want it, then you've wasted so many resources. So you just do an MVP. So I was able to cost analyze that and I was very fortunate. I've been a very fortunate person uh, at, around the time I participated in a competition hosted by UK's running incubate through a program they call Inspire 
and there are other people who have business ideas who are students at UKZN who have business ideas or other businesses that they would want to get funded. So I participated in that competition and fortunately I was able to achieve third place and got uh, some funding from uh, UK Learning page to then develop the software. So I knew that I'm going to need way more. I also participated in another program called the Tony Lemelio Entrepreneurship Program where they would train you over a 12 week period on how to start a business, the business plan, how it's supposed to look, help you through your financials. And at the end of the day, they usually every year select about a thousand young African entrepreneurs and fund them with uh, 5,000 US dollars. And I was fortunate enough to be one of those. So that, that bit of funding, then there, I was able now to pay the software developers who develop the product for us in 2019. And towards the end of 2019, I was able to bring on board a partner to be a co-founder of the business who has some IT background uh, academically and in practice as well. And we were able to finish this, uh, the development of the software in December and started testing it. So that's been the step so far. Uh, hopefully we can get a bit of clarity on how they should go about with the business ideas that they have. So now after this step, it's a matter of uh, testing it internally, which we've done uh, over the last couple of months. And then thereafter, you know, debate testing where you have the actual clients who use the software to start using it. And you collect data from there, you get feedback every day, and you improve the software before you uh, launch what we may call a final product, even though won't be final you always keep on improving so those are the steps so far especially within the tech sector they look something like that but there's lots of funding that is required to be able to get a tech product out there it's important to have a good team it's important to have a good team and currently as level six we have a team of three people including me so it's me it's my co-founder and we also have a third person who's assisting us consulting on projects mr Salem team those are the steps so far. Uh, unfortunately, they're quite lengthy, but yes, those are the steps. Another question, Jablani, is your business gaining capital? And if so, how long did it take you to make your business profitable? Because we all know you don't get up and make money the next day. And if so, like how many times did you fail? Because not a lot of people say how much times they failed. Revenue, revenue, and capital. So, so I usually refer to uh, my organization as a startup. I don't usually call it a business, just a startup. We're working on a solution that we're looking to deliver commercially to a certain client. Within the tech startup world, what we fit in right now is what would be categorized as pre-revenue. So we now moved from the concept phase and developed our product. Uh, so we've moved from the MVP stage and we've done alpha testing. And we're now working on doing batch testing, which is testing with the actual clients. And therefore from there also testing the business model. So that's where we're at right now, uh, the pre-revenue stage. 
but it took uh, quite a lot of capital for us to be able to get to where we are. So how do we get this capital through our investments? So there are several types of investments that can help push the business to or the startup to be where it can now start generating capital, mostly seed grants that are available. There are certain different organizations that are able to offer seed grants or seed investments just to be able to help entrepreneurs get started, especially in sectors that require quite um, huge amounts of capital to get started. So uh, that's what we're at, we're at right now. We've raised a bit of capital and we're at the pre-revenue stage and uh, we are now going to uh, start testing the business model and uh, pivoting from there because that's also another important thing within the startup world, changing the business model, being able to pivot, test pivot until you're able to get the right combination. So that's where we're at right now as a startup. Now, I know you've talked a bit about this, and are you in a partnership with any business institutional foundation and how has it helped you build your business from the ground up if it has so partnerships are as i usually love to refer them are meaningful partnerships a key component of any success uh, for an organization and whatever they're doing. So without our different stakeholders and partners, we wouldn't be where we are at right now. So personally, uh, there are partners such as uh, both personally and business-wise, such as Anactus UK ZN, which uh, I'm part of and I'm the executive finance officer of, as we have mentioned uh, in my bio. So uh, the knowledge learned there, for example, earlier when we were talking about the environmental, economic and social factors that you have to consider, all those things I learned during my journey in Anactus. I was a project manager there, that's where I learned how to uh, handle a team, how to develop an idea and uh, try to take it to market. So a very huge partner that we are also currently working on right now. As mentioned some of the investors that we have on board are the UK that an incubator through the Inspire program. Huge thanks to them for helping us to be able to be where we are at right now. The Tony Lamelo Foundation, which is another one of our investors. Uh, there's Innovate Devin, our most recent investor, uh, organizations such as One Young World. So those partnerships have really been fruitful in getting us uh, where we're at right now. And I would urge uh, any aspiring or any entrepreneurs out there that build meaningful partnerships, whether with certain organizations or with certain people, have mentorships, certain institutions. In my case, the University of Brazil Natal, you have the University of Pretoria where I studied medical science. All of those have been crucial. If you remove one of them, maybe it would be a step behind uh, than where we're at right now. So a huge thanks to them and all the uh, organizations that we'll work with in the future moving forward to be able to deliver um, our product and service to where it's needed the most. As mentioned earlier, that we're trying to make sure that healthcare professionals are able to deliver world-class healthcare services even in areas where without it's not possible, such as rural areas. So partnerships will play a huge role in enabling us to achieve such a goal. So I know there are a lot of factors that influence the running of a business or a startup. So how do the social, economic, environmental, technological, legal and political environments impact your business if they do in any way? 
thank you so much for uh this question such factors really shape the type of business that you have so when you have an idea or a certain solution such factors usually shape the kind of offering that you want to provide so i'll make an example with us as analytics if you look at the social factors that you have to consider the clients that we want to work with these doctors in what setting are they in do i want to work with doctors in a portion or want to work with doctors in townships such as guamash or umlazi or even within the city center when you look at those doctors the type of patients that they see are different patients they earn different amounts of incomes they have different uh, tax brackets which also influences the it influences everything so you have to now tailor your solution to such people if you're going to offer your product to rural services uh, to rural areas rather is the internet to be able to support your product <clears throat> so there are such factors play a huge uh, influence and that's what i'm saying they shape the kind of idea that you have so we're currently looking to work with doctors within the township areas doctors that you'd find uh, a table in a drop in if i may say those they fit with uh, the kind of people we're looking to help if you're looking at the most people who have these chronic conditions that we had mentioned earlier such as diabetes hypertension it's usually the middle class it's usually the middle class and if you look at these areas that i'm targeting that's where you find the middle class stays therefore those are the doctors that they are most likely to see so it's a huge factor that you have to look at when i talked about uh the income that they earn we're also now moving a bit to the economic factor of uh the patients that the doctors themselves see so that's how that plays a bit uh the environmental i've also touched on it where they are located do they have uh water there because doctors would also have to look at such factors can we able to get running water so that the practice can perform properly as uh, the infrastructure such as roads the practice needs equipment the practice needs medicines that have to be delivered technological medical devices that have to be delivered if there are such problems along the way uh, in terms of infrastructure it may hamper the type of service that they have to provide therefore if they're our client we also have to look at that but if you look at the legal and the political environment i'm going to i'm going to combine those two uh they look right now we have uh, a huge problem with COVID 19. so with COVID 19 being such a huge problem the government instituted a state of disaster and also a lockdown on the country that's a political uh move that's a political move it's a government which is uh run by the ANC, which is a political party now we have to work within uh whatever regulations that now are placed uh, by the government during such a lockdown so lockdown aside in every direction of the business there are certain regulations that are either sector based that you have to know now as an entrepreneur that in order to be able to operate you need certain licenses you need uh, certain requirements and all those are legal issues that if you do not follow uh, your business may soon find itself in trouble you look at uh, filing tax returns your annual returns the registration of your business all of those things so it's you learn quite a lot that it's a multifaceted area 
when you talk about business, it's a very multifaceted. You learn along the way each of these tiny steps of all these factors that you have to consider. But they're not as tedious as they are when I'm trying to explain them. Uh, they usually fit into just one big picture. You think about them all at once. You're able to see the big picture in front of you and how you should tackle each one of them. Challenges may arise on the way, like right now with the COVID-19 lockdown. No one really expected that if you can go uh, two months back. So now you have to be able to adapt fast to these new regulations that now are in place. Uh, so these factors are quite important for an entrepreneur to know and to consider really well. So that's why if you're drafting a business plan, these are some of the areas that you have to deeply explore on how the business can face certain risk from such factors or gain certain benefits from such factors and how they're looking to bounce and gain momentum from there. So I hope that can uh, bring some clarity uh, regarding uh, such things. Very important to know about what's happening in the world around you and all these different factors. Now, Jablani, you know the situation we're in as a country, the whole globe, basically. So many countries are affected by the coronavirus. So in light of this virus, do you think having this business is vertically smart or do you think there is an opportunity to diversify? First of all, I'd like to point out that no one really knows what a business world post-COVID-19 is going to look like. It's very difficult to predict what the world will look like and operate and function, especially in business aspects, after uh, this pandemic has passed. However, the problem that we're trying to solve, the need for the solution has become even more urgent in such cases. It's very important to have the medical records of a person, especially now if they have uh, the coronavirus. If you look um, at the data from countries who were hit first before South Africa, people with underlying conditions such as those we have been talking about are uh, in this podcast, diabetes, tuberculosis, hypertension, those are the ones that are at a huge risk of uh, death, fatalities, or even needing to go into ICU and need uh, ventilation support. And that's the problem that we've been trying to solve as a business. So the problem has not been amplified that this is a real problem which becomes an opportunity for us. And also the need to diversify is also there. It's business. You have to be able to identify opportunities and if you can be able to diversify, do so. Another part that we haven't commercialized with also through our, our company website, which is cleanalytics.co.za, providing daily updates on the number of coronavirus cases globally. You can be able to select country by country and see uh, the numbers broken down even graphically to tell many people have recovered, what's the death rate, what's the recovery rate, to see where the numbers are going. So that's another opportunity that we're now able to serve the public directly. So it's it's, it's a bit of both. We are uh, benefiting uh, from uh, trying to solve this problem. The crisis is huge for everyone. No one can benefit from but the problem that we're trying to solve has been amplified uh, by COVID-19. And we are trying to diversify as much as possible to help what we can as a business. But it's really difficult to predict 
uh, what the business world is going to look like post the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, Jablani, everyone knows that when starting a business, it's not all fairyland and butterflies. Um, but what are the biggest challenges that you've had to face when starting Clinalytics? Well, in terms of the issues that we face running a business, I can try to uh, differentiate the business issues that we face. So in terms of the business operations, uh, dealing with people, finances, those are huge issues that many other businesses face. Secondly, there are regulation issues just in terms of business that you have to deal with, so your taxes, your compliance with other government so those businesses face and then there are also sector specific issues that you face so uh, with us operating within the healthcare space uh, we have to be sober minded because uh, our solution can uh, dictate the decisions that the doctors make those are life and death decisions so I have to be very sober minded about that I have to be able to protect the doctor's information uh, the patient's information uh, that brings in also the issue of uh, the certain regulations such as the Bobby Act, which is um, the Protection of Personal Information Act that was enacted. So those are the issues that we have to be very cognizant of and when operating, we try to idea, not try, idea and make sure that as a business we do not uh, break any regulations that are in place. So there are different issues that we face as a tech business. Uh, there are no issues within our tech itself that we have to deal with. It's a very high uh, capital business to operate in uh the the wave in investments are done in the tech space are totally different to the way things are done in other businesses for example within tech most businesses operate for a very long time without being profitable and then they can start turning a profit so you have to be very aware of all those things to be able to say that the business may not be turning a profit but there is some clear path to profitability that is there and uh yeah there are so many issues living within south africa now uh there are now social issues that you have to look at uh so that your business is not only chasing profits you have to be aware where your business operates the needs of the people over there the people who use the product or who depend on the people who use the product but it's been an amazing journey so far the partners that we have our associate friends and families who have been supporting us they've uh, made uh, the journey so amazing and it helps us to keep going besides any other challenges that or any issues that we face it's been an amazing journey and there uh, being a startup is a world of roller coaster of challenges every day there's a new challenge uh, the stomach is always turning because of decisions that you have to take but it's an amazing world of solving problems coming up with solutions thinking big being innovative and implementing so in conclusion, Jablani, can you basically just tell me why should customers select your business over your competitors? I guess it's time I sing for myself. In terms of our software, first of all, it's very user-friendly. It allows the doctors to be able to have access to the medical records, different types of information, or to create new medical records with less scrolling everything is on the screen it's visible it's very interactive very easy to use it takes just a matter of time to access medical records it's a matter of seconds to create a new consultation file from start to end 
it's a matter of minutes so it's very very user friendly it allows them to be able to uh, integrate it easily to their practice so that's the huge selling point secondly the matter of uh, the matter of data analysis we have now uh, we, have, we have a function that provides data analysis to them so as soon as the healthcare professional clicks on the file of a patient, uh, they can be able now to see that, oh, this patient, their blood pressure has been on the rise over the last five times that they were here. An interactive graph that shows them immediately so they don't have to now keep scrolling to see what was the BP here, what was the BP two months ago, or if they're using paper file to keep on paging and paging. So that's what we're offering them, a very easy to use user-friendly product that allows them to do everything as quickly as possible but allows them to make data-driven diagnosis and decision. Second, it makes the administration uh, of the business to be now seamless. There will be less chaos in your practices. Uh, patients can uh, easily uh, be uh, seen moved from the front desk to the doctor's office. Uh, there are now uh, no need for so many tablets for storage. There are no lost or misplaced files everything becomes easy. So we are trying to check in the clinical and to make sure that the doctor can deliver the best possible outcomes for the patient but also the business and administration to be seamless as possible. If now you're looking at the economics out of the business, if it's not doing so well, we also have a consulting service where we can be able to consult and help the doctor to be able to turn around to scale or to grow their practice. So we are offering a full board service to help the entire practice to run as efficiently as possible. That's why they can choose us over any competitor or alternative that is out there. So there you have it people. We have the greatest hospitals, doctors and medical technology in the world. We need to make them accessible to every South African. Clinalytics is a way to go. Through their software system, you can store and create patient medical records, analyze them, it keeps track of patient's medication. Through Clinalytics, we reduce death rates to easily accessing patient medical records in the palm of your hands, while simultaneously improving the quality of medical technology and reducing the level of human suffering. These are one of the things Dr. Christian Barnard needed while performing the world's first heart transplant. John Doolittle said, Developments in medical technology have long been confined to procedural or pharmaceutical advancements, while neglecting a most basic and essential component of medicine, patient information management. We're all looking for answers in medicine, in life, in everything. Sometimes the answers we were looking for were hiding in front of us, so walk tall. All you can do is be brave enough to get out there. You fought, you changed lives, no matter how small, so walk tall, Jablani. Thank you so much for being on the show. You can also follow the medical advancement on canalytics.co.za. Thank you so much for being on the show. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I enjoyed making it. We are all out there fighting for the greater good. Walk tall, everyone. I hope you have an amazing, amazing Friday. Till next time, love and light.